1962, Brack was appointed head of the National Gallery School. Initially an interim position, he remained there for six years, transforming the school into a serious training ground for professional artists. The demands of the job meant reduced studio time. However, the period was nevertheless an important time creatively for Brack. Brack's assessment of the success of a picture was increasingly dependent on the complexity of meaning operating within it. He said that his paintings were part of a metaphorical system intended to operate on numerous levels of meaning and to have some reference to the complexity of life. This increased metaphorical complexity took shape in a series of shop window paintings created during the period. The first of these, Still Life with Artificial Leg of 1963, was inspired by a strange little shop in Swanston Street that he used to walk past as a student. When I was a, uh, an art student, I used to be fascinated by a little shop near the school in which there was nothing, or at least in the window of which there was nothing, but an artificial leg, nothing at all uh, apart from that, plus a little hole in the back of the window uh, where you could see into the shop. And in the shop there wasn't anything either, and, uh, but there was a man peeping out always. And without any um, intention to be making observations, I remember that I never failed uh, to look in there, or he to look out. Uh, and uh, that only uh, culminated in a picture 15 years afterwards, but the impression was still very clear. Significantly in these images, for the first time, Brack had discovered a way of commenting on life without depicting the figure. However, characteristically for Brack, his exploration of the still-life tradition, another classic tradition within art history, involved a reappraisal of the genre. He said, In the 20th century, the artist's big task is to avoid cliché. If he paints flowers in vases and bowls of fruit, this is impossible to avoid. Manufactured things should be equally important as subject matter. This seemed more moral than ordinary still-life props because of its emotional connotations. The things themselves also have a peculiar beauty, the beauty of efficiency. Certainly, there is a connotation of pain when one considers artery forceps and invalid chairs. There's also the connotation of its opposite, of healing. Another painting, Still Life with Self-Portrait, from 1963, is notable for its inclusion of Brack's self-portrait. You can see him dimly reflected in the glass in the top left-hand corner. This idea of reflection and refraction of self was significant for Brack, and became a subject he returned to often. For instance, in the work Inside and Outside, the shop window, you'll see this in the next gallery, Brack's reflection is depicted no less than 17 times in the shining surface of the domestic utensils. For Brack, this focus on reflection was meaningful. As he said, when you look at a painting which is covered with glass or in a shop window, you see a reflection of yourself first. It seems to me that other people do not ever see the reflection of themselves because they focus inside, whereas I could always see my own reflection. Distorted and indistinct, 
Brack's image is hard to see clearly. Brack has created a self-portrait that is a paradox of surfaces and illusions. The exterior and the interior of the window become uh, mixed up. They become um, a paradox. And the paradox uh, is something which is illustrative, not simply of shop windows, uh, but of the whole aspect of life itself. So that the people who pass by are entangled with the beautiful display of gleaming instruments, and uh, they mean not only a paradox, but also um, something to do with uh, the props that hold people together, if you can put it that way. Patrick White chose Still Life with Self-Portrait for the cover of his 1970 novel, the Vivisector, a novel that is a character portrait of an artist. White, who was publicly regarded as a difficult and intense character, famously quipped that Brack's oeuvre, often characterised as it is by a troubled or anxious quality, makes him the only man in Australia who is a greater pessimist than he is. <laughs> 